ML Nation, episode 332. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, I'm Nation, the Simon Chan, and welcome to a special episode where you get to hear what's going on behind the scenes and the main lesson about how to really grow and improve quicker in your business and also other things in life. And this is also where you get a close-up view of the world of Simon Chan. This is why not, not only will you get the latest news about ML Nation, but a sneak peek inside the life of an entrepreneur. The latest adventures I'm going through, my journey as a husband and father, my wins and the lessons, my reflections and deep thoughts, uh, what I'm currently reading and learning, and I've got a really good book for you uh, um, this week. And also in each episode, I share a valuable lesson to help me build a six-figure passive ML Inc. Uh, business that still pays me. And also creating three other online brands, including ML Nation. Now, many of you have contacted me through email or Facebook. I figured this is the best way I can talk to you, all of you and share what's going on in my life and what's exciting and the lessons, most importantly, the lessons that I'm learning in business. I warn you, though, I'm not perfect, and I make a ton of decisions that I later regret later on in life, but actually I'm really grateful for because they make me stronger, better, wiser, and quicker in the decisions I make. Um, but this is really, you get the sneak peek of the trials and tribulations of an entrepreneur that just won't quit. And my goal is to share with you so you can basically take a shortcut to success. Because I'll tell you one thing, that my life is not easy, definitely has not been easy with three boys and a dog. Uh, and an entrepreneur's life is never easy, a nonstop journey of new lessons learned. The reason I do what I do is because of a bigger purpose of having a positive impact as many lives as possible and the fulfillment I get from helping others. And that's what drives me. So if anyone ever tells you that once you made it, that's easy, they either fall lies or BS or they never made it yet because the entrepreneur journey is a roller coaster. So welcome to Behind the Scenes at ML Nation and my world of Simon Chan. Uh, so some exciting things right now. Uh, this episode will be a little bit shorter. Um, I try not to talk too much. I'm about to head off on a flight. This is my favorite, a 15, 16-hour flight to Australia for no BS, no hype. Yes, this is like our biggest event we've done. Over 600 people, tickets sold. We'll be at the Gold Coast for three days at 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'm super grateful for our team uh, that's put this together. Everyone from Aisha, Magic Mike, Jerry, from Kara, um, Wisdom with the podcast, we're putting it together, and also the speakers out there. Very, very excited. About to hop on the plane in a couple hours. Um, and then I'll be home. And um, then going to speaking at Ray Higdon's event the following week. So a lot of exciting things going on there. Now, the, but the thing really gets me going, uh, the highlight, and I'll talk about what really the key to learning better is been uh, just playing baseball with my son, Ethan. It's been really, really, I've been really into it. Now, for those who don't know, my parents never let me play organized sports. So I may be a shock to some of you. My parents are really, they were, um, they were from immigrants from Hong Kong, and they're, their mentality was just like, you know, the rich dad, poor dad, the poor dad of like school, 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 right? And for that generation to work, my dad grew up very poor and then, you know, one of six kids and all six of them became professionals. We're either engineers, doctors, chiropractors, nurse, 
and really out of the ghetto. And that back then in the 1950s in Hong Kong, school education was the only way out. In fact, my dad, I found out later, was the best football player or soccer player in the in the school. And you know, he's getting all the attention, and he quit. Um, and you know, he quit, and, and none of his friends understood why he quit. Because later on, I've met a lot of my dad's friends from back in junior high. They're like, oh, your dad was so good, and one day he just stopped playing. And the reason my dad stopped playing was because he wanted to study more. He could study more because you know soccer practice was taking up his time, and he just wanted to be a doctor to get out of the ghetto. So again, this was also the day before million dollar contracts playing professional soccer, right? So, um, so my parents would say, "You want to like do well, you got to study, study." They were always afraid playing organized sports was a distraction for uh, for me, and I'll get too in- because of my competitive nature. I'll, I'll get too involved and wouldn't study. So, but I always, you know, kind of resented that I was like forget school I just wanted to play I'm very competitive I wanted to play team sports so now that my son my oldest son is almost six he's six in a couple of weeks uh, we, I got involved in t-ball and just coaching him and playing and so here's really the big lesson and this happened this weekend so this weekend he we had a game and he saw these older kids catching pop flies and you know, throwing to the catcher doing these drills and he's like and, and, you know, he can't really catch that much because a five, six-year-old, they really, they don't catch well. They can hit a little bit, but they can't catch. He's like, how are these kids so good? And I said, well, because they're older. You can get better. So, you know, I was trying to teach him that, but he didn't seem that convinced. He, he felt that he could even catch like maybe 10 throws thrown at him, 10, 10 in a row. He's caught seven in a row. He couldn't catch 10. How can he catch those pop flies so high and not be scared of the ball, hitting, having that coordination? So I thought about something, and I do my best thinking when I'm running. So on Sunday morning, uh, which was yesterday, I was like running and thinking, and I just realized that I'm going to teach him a couple of lessons, teach him about the calendar and also the compound effect. Like if you do a little bit each day, how good you can get. So I thought about it. I just I didn't even realize. Lately, he's been hitting the ball better and better. Uh, we've been practicing. You know, We start off like 15-minute practices. Um, we, you know, we start practicing catching, and then only it's only been three weeks ago that I actually went out and bought him a bat. I bought him a bat, and I still remember the first bat was a little too heavy for him. I didn't know. So the day, you know, this is what dads do for the kids. I still remember this is uh, actually exactly three weeks from today. Okay, so actually will be three weeks from May 10th uh, when you, this podcast gets released. Before practice, I rushed to the uh, Big Five Sporting Goods store. I got him a bat with my friend. Hey, Pat, Pat, just talk about power of a mastermind, accountability. One of my good friends, his son is very, very good. He was telling me the right bat size, and I got him, because I never played organized baseball, uh, I was like more like a street player. I, I got the wrong bat. It wasn't the right length, the right weight. So I found out, and then right before, you know, I rushed off to Big Five, got the bat, rushed to pick up Ethan, and went to practice. And actually, we practiced at home. And this, I shared this in the last episode. We practiced before the practice, and his, because it was a right bat, he got so much better. And since then, that was only like three weeks ago, he's gotten so, so, so much better, right? And here's the tip to really, if you want to get better and to really motivate yourself. It's about the compound effect. Sometimes, as long as we do it, it doesn't seem we're getting that much better until you have something to compare. You need a benchmark, right? So you ready to, like, if you're prospecting, and that's why sometimes people say, oh, how many, I asked how many people have you talked to? I've talked to 20 or 30. Well, you need to keep track of your numbers, because there's a big, big difference between talking to 20 and 30. You know, for me, it took me 42 people to get my first sign-up. In the first 10, I couldn't even get past the first minute on the phone call. I was that, that bad. I was terrible, right? But a 20th person, people actually will be interested. 
but I couldn't get them beyond really looking. By the 30th, I actually did, you know, very close to three-way calls, really close to getting signups. And then the, but and that, you know, knowing, seeing my progression, like, hey, because my mentor told me one out of 100 would sign up, right? So if I have one out of 100, I'm zero for 30, not that bad. But you need to have a benchmark. If I didn't have the benchmark, didn't know how many people I talked to, I bet you I would have been very discouraged with quit. Well, I wouldn't quit, but I would probably not do the income-producing activities every day. Instead, I knew if I talked to 100, I'd get one sign-up, I would go force myself to talk to five new people a day. So who cares if five people said no? Because I know 20 more days, I'll get a sign-up. And that really motivated me. You need to have a benchmark to track your success. So getting back to the baseball, my son Ethan, you know, three weeks without benchmark is video. Now it's so easy. Right, so easy. Um, even when I did start network marketing in 2003, we didn't have video like an iPhone, something like that. So when we practice, I always take some video and we analyze our swings. And the be- at the end of the evening, just by the way, this is exactly the same way I became really good at recruiting. And there's another reason how I be able to speak in front of thousands on stage is by videotaping and re-watching the video and getting better. So we, I videotape uh, all of Ethan Games' at-bats or some of the fielding I also record. But especially every day in the backyard, we spend 15 to 30 minutes practicing our recorders at-bats and then we watch them. Now, I don't record every single at-bat, but most importantly, I do get a couple that he swings and misses and then once he does well. And the rule is, again, we always end on a good note. We end on him hitting well. So that's the last thing he remembers. And then before he goes to sleep, a lot of we watch the video, we roll back. This is what you did. You're moving your head too much. Your eyes is not on the ball. You shift your body weight. Uh, and we always end again on the best video where he smashes the ball really well. So imprints on the subconscious mind, right? So again, those are tips. And those are the same things I did grow, grow, you know, growing my MLM business. Most people don't do it. They, they say they don't have time to do it. But hey. That's what most people don't succeed. If you're listening to this, the, one of the best things to do is record yourself and play back. Listen to how you sound because that is how you sound. Don't fool yourself. So when my son is, oh, I'm not hitting that way. Hey, you're not lying. The video, look at the video. It's showing you your, your stance is wrong, right? You're staying too close to the play, your open stance. And we worked on that. Immediately, his stance got better. But anyway, here's the cool thing. So yesterday, I asked him, like, when do we get the bat? And, you know, we got, actually got the bat the day before Easter. And do you remember that? He's like, oh, yeah, kind of. Like, do you remember the three weeks? He, he remembered Easter because that was really fun for him. Easter egg hunting with his cousins, second cousins, right? And then, so then I showed a calendar, showed pictures, and he remembered. And then, I, so I told him in the calendar, that was actually, if you look at the calendar, this is how you can tell three weeks ago. And he, then he counted the days. Yeah, it was 20, actually yesterday, it was actually 20 days, almost three weeks. And then I showed him the video of when we first practice in the backyard with a bat. And he's like, he's like that was you, look at that. And he's like, no way. He's like, and then he just almost kind of smiled because his, his swing was kind of funky, was, you know, the mechanics wasn't good, the form wasn't good. They like, look at that and look at you now. In just three weeks, look how much you've gotten better. And th- by the way, this exactly, you no, know, if you're struggling, hey, I used to, there's a saying, you know what to be good, you got to suck. You know what to be great, you got to be good, right? You know you know to be a legend, you got to struggle. I was awful, awful, awful in terms of training, in terms of prospecting on the phone. I was really terrible, but I just worked out it daily. It's the compound effect, learning a little bit every day. And having that video, the feedback really helped me improve much quicker. So I showed Ethan, hey, look at this. This was you three weeks ago. And then he got, you should see the smile on his face. He got really, really excited. He's like, yeah, it's like, imagine, that's only three weeks. 
you're so much better. Imagine what's going to happen in one more month. Now, I don't even say three years or a year. I like, one more month, how much would be better than you, right? Then he gets really, really excited. So he's like, I, I told him, you can do it. Most of you, if you're struggling, you'll think of your past successes. You need to visualize, see you do well. And what I'm training my son is to always visualize. When at the plate, close your eyes, visualize, because you always end on a good note, right? Always, same thing for you. Your prospecting, recruiting, always end on a good conversation. Never end on a bad conversation because if you're ending on a bad conversation with prospect, that is what you replay back. End on a good note, right? In the basketball, you used to play basketball, you always end with a mid shot. Uh, with Ethan, always end with a good hit. With throwing, always end with a good throw. Always end with a catch, right? You never end with a drop ball because that is what you think about. And that gets him excited. Um, visualization, living. And so I tell you, look, think about those big kids that you say, well, how are they so good? You, you got so much better in three weeks. Where would you be later? And these are the things, same things people ask, you know, my journey to success, what I did was just, I, you know, go out there and watch YouTube videos of top speakers and just watch them, watch them, watch them, watch, watch actors, motivational speeches and different movies and copy, watch a lot and copy a little bit here and there and then you develop your own style. So the power of visualization is huge. Um, think about the future. Where would you, just like my son Ethan, think about you know, five years from now, when he's playing the uh, the majors in the Little League Baseball, when he's like 11, how will he be playing? I'm getting him to visualize that. You, how are you visualizing yourself in five years from now? What about 30 years from now? You know, Ethan's like, I showed him the Major League Baseball, the professional. He said, I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to be a pitcher that strikes everyone I'm going to hit. Right? He's visualizing himself in the future. That's why we can learn so much about kids. But most of us, we think, oh, we can't do it. Or who is going to... And I actually caught myself. I'm about to go to Australia for a big event. I start thinking about past. I'm like, Simon, snap out of it. Stop doing that. Think about the future, right? I'm teaching my son that. Think about 20, 30 years from now. Think about 30 years from now. How would you describe your life? And you got to be. Don't wait till it happens to be like that. You got to start being that person, playing with that type of confidence, right? And that's really the key to success. So I can go on and on about this. I really want to did the action steps here. Just... Get some type of feedback mechanism where you're recording. An audio phone is so simple. Every presentation should be recorded. Um, and by the way, not just for your own own improvement, you can train your downlines. I've trained, I've done coaching sessions, playing my phone calls and, and breaking it down. Just like I'm breaking down the swing with my son, Ethan. So much you can learn. Again, most people don't do it, but it, you, know, you know what inspired me? The people like Tiger Woods, those legends, they do it. Okay, Take the time. Analyze yourself. Get some feedback mechanism. And once you have the benchmark, just like we have the three-week benchmark with Ethan, uh, for me, it was like tracking my numbers, one out of 100. It, it actually encourages, it's actually very enlightening, very encouraging knowing where you, where you stand. All right. Uh, other than that, you, um, I'm going to keep this short. One great book to recommend is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Okay, Outwitting the Devil uh, I actually stopped listening to books for a while. I've been reading a lot, been more spending time applying. But this has been amazing. I was just talking to one of my coaching clients, Renee Martinez. By the way, I'm giving a shout out here because he's going to be a super, super, superstar. Uh, he said that was one of the best things. He's actually part of ML Nation Mastermind that he got was when I mentioned that book. Uh, but that book, by the way, especially with those who you love audiobooks, it's even better on audiobook. You can, by the way, you can get it for free. Go to mlnationbook.com, uh, mlnationbook.com. And check it out on Audible. Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Um, the reason why the audio book is actually better, and even though I love reading more than audios, is because the devil actually speaks in a kind of duh, 
devilish voice, like a scary voice, right? So it actually makes it uh, even more, the lessons more impactful. But really good, makes you really start thinking about the last things we talked about, visualization, visualization fear, uh, overcoming uh, obstacles. And if you feel like you are holding yourself back, definitely go listen to that book. All right, ML Nation, got to run. Going to get ready. Uh, last couple of things to do before I hop on the plane. Have an awesome, awesome week. Remember the power of visualization. Get that benchmark and uh, start visualizing. Live in the future, not in your past, especially when it comes to recruiting, leading your team. If you're listening of the past, it's almost always negative. Think of it in the future because that inspires and is hopeful. And dream on. Hey, thank you for listening. This is Simon Chan. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.